0: Hello everyone, welcome back to episode number 7 of the Give or Take Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Patton. And this podcast might be a little shorter because I have struggled to find some sports news over this past week because it was not that interesting. But I still found stuff, so this podcast won't be as long as it was last week with 50 minutes, I'm pretty sure it was. But it's okay, we'll be able to survive through it. And before we start, I'd like to apologize if you hear any background noise. Currently, where I'm recording from, it's raining and thundering. So if you hear that, just ignore it. So starting with the NFL, we had two pretty big extensions from two pretty big name players, both top five in their respectable positions. So starting off, we had Josh Allen, he signed a six-year, $258 million deal that will keep him in Buffalo for the next, however long it is, six years, like I said. um, And I've seen a ton of mixed opinions about this contract. For me personally, I think it's a good contract because he just had a very good standout year, and I think he's only going to get better. I think he's a MVP candidate this season. So he's definitely worth that money. But a ton of people are saying he's overpaid because he only played one good year, which was this past season. But, I mean, he's shown improvements tremendously. So I think he only gets better from here. The Bills only get better. They have their franchise quarterback to build around. So why not pay him franchise quarterback money, which he got? But other people think it's stupid that he got it. But honestly, that's whatever. I think he deserves it. You guys let me know what you guys feel about it as well. Because, like I said, so many mixed opinions about it. And then Darius Leonard, he signed a five-year $99.25 million extension with the Colts. Which is $52.5 million guaranteed which is just insane. Great money for him. So I really like him. He's one of my favorite defensive players in the league. He'll be making over $20 million these next few years now. So I haven't seen too many people talk about it, mainly in my opinion because he's not as known as other players in the league defensively. He's not like a Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, Uh, T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, those type of players. So you're not going to hear too much talk about it from him. But for me, as an NFL fan, I think it's a good deal for him. And yeah, there's not much to say about that. I feel like that's the money he deserved, and so that's the money the Colts gave him. I meant to say this before I started talking about the extensions, but the NFL season is finally here after we just most recently had the Hall of Fame game played this past Thursday between the Cowboys and Steelers. And it wasn't an interesting game at all. No preseason game will be interesting to me because it's just a bunch of backup players trying to make a name for themselves. But you do get to see rookies play. Like Micah Parsons on the Cowboys, he played pretty well. Najee Harris, he had, I believe, seven rushes for 22 yards or 32 yards, which isn't bad, but... It's nothing to worry about, like I said, it's just preseason, so you're not playing with the starters and people who will be playing with during the normal regular season, so yeah. But yeah, also, holy cow, did I just say yeah a lot? But there's some other news regarding preseason um, coming from a couple teams. You got the Broncos and Packers both having some news, so... With the Packers, it's looking like Aaron Rodgers won't be likely to play in the preseason. Not because he's holding out, but just because that's what the Packers are deciding to do to keep him healthy for this little last dance that they're having. But so now we'll finally be able to see Jordan Love and what he could do after not playing a game in 603 days, I saw from what CBS Sports said. So we'll see if he's actually good Or not. Me, personally, I don't think he'll be the best. He'll be all right. But, yeah, so we're going to have to see from that. And then the news regarding the Broncos, they've had a little QB competition going on between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. From what I've been reading and hearing is that Drew Locke is looking pretty good. But you got Teddy Bridgewater, who's already proven to be good, whereas Drew Locke, there's still a ton of question marks with that. But, it has come out that they will each be starting one preseason game this year. So, personally, I think Teddy Bridgewater wins his game. Drew Locke loses his. And I think that will really decide who becomes their starting quarterback for the regular season. Personally, I would like to see Drew Locke win it. Because... I like Drew Locke. He's such an entertaining guy. Too bad he's not entertaining on the field. He'll have a few bright plays, but then just downhill from that. I really hope that he does perform well this season if he gets a start. Are the Jaguars really doing it again? And if you guys don't know what I mean by that, they're willing to trade CJ Henderson, a rookie corner. Well, not rookie corner, but he just finished his rookie season. He didn't do the best, but his potential is so high. And so this be their second time trading a rookie corner uh, that's still on the rookie deal. And, I mean, the last corner they traded, it was Jalen Ramsey. You all know how that turned out. The dude's the best corner in the league, without a doubt, for me. And all around, I just think it's a stupid move. Because I think their defense could eventually become a very, very good defense if... He stays with them. Then Miles Jack continues to grow. Josh Allen continues to grow. Because they have these solid pieces. They just need to put it all together, which will happen within these next couple of seasons, as you'll tell, unless they trade anyone away like they did with, like, Calais Campbell, Jalen Ramsey. But there is potential for us to see a defense like that in Jacksonville once again. If they play their cards right. But right now it doesn't look like they're playing their cards right at all. Speaking of trades. Wide receiver. Absolute stud. Michael Thomas has requested a trade. After becoming unhappy with the Saints. Apparently he was ignoring their calls for three months. Which never is a good thing at all. You don't want a player of his caliber to be upset in the situation, and it really sucks because I feel like with Jameis Winston at quarterback, he could really stand out and shake off the name of Slant Boy because I know he's capable of running more than just slants, but Drew Drew Breeze's arm strength these past couple of seasons has gone down and down, causing him to have to run these slants to make these short throws, so that's going to suck badly for the Saints. But they could, if they do trade him, they could get some good pieces. I think the best trade I've seen, like mock trade, was Stephon Gilmore for Michael Thomas. Just a one-on-one, no draft picks, nothing. Just straight up, the Saints get a cornerback, which they desperately need right now. And then the Patriots get a wide receiver, which they desperately need. So that's going to be huge. But then... That would leave a huge hole for the Steelers or not. Have I been saying Steelers this whole time? I meant Saints. But that leave a huge hole in the Saints wide receiver core because they also just lost Emmanuel Sanders. So there's nothing too much there. They've also lost Jared Cooks and now they got Adam Troutman at tight end. But as I was saying, there's not many wide receivers for them. There's not many out there in free agency that I could think of off the top of my head. Maybe if Josh Gordon gets reinstated, but I doubt that happens. So that's just going to be interesting to see how they play with this trade and just see what happens. Because right now, in my opinion, the ball is in the Saints court. Michael Thomas is currently beating them, which is just insane how a player is capable of doing that to me but we're just gonna have to see and go from here one last topic left in the NFL and that's both with the Colts Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson they went down with pretty much the same injury I believe I know they got the same surgery and from the same doctor I'm pretty sure if I read correctly um But they're both looking to be back for week one. So that's going to be huge for the Colts. Huge for the Colts, I should say. Not just huge. Huge. Because Quentin Nelson, best offensive guard in the league. That'd be a huge hole to have to fill offensively. So that's going to be big. And then Carson Wentz, past few years hasn't been good. But I think he could become... A pretty good quarterback in the system that he's in. Just need to keep him healthy because he still has the talent to do so. It's just last year on the Eagles, he had some problems with Doug Peterson while facing a, pun- a bunch of injuries on the Eagles' O-line and himself, as a matter of fact. So that allowed Jalen Hurts to take over. He also sucks, but people like to think he's good. It's whatever. But yeah, this is huge news for the Colts. If I'm them, I'm happy. Because I don't know if I could trust who was it? Sam Ellinger, I believe it is. I can't trust him just yet in the NFL. He's going to have years of development if he wants to become anything good. Because he's just not a NFL talent, in my opinion. So there's that. Now, heading on over to the NBA, the Summer League has started, so we get to see these rookies and second-year players, or just players in general, trying to make a name for themselves play. And before I go in deeper about it, I'd like to apologize, because last week I said I'd talk about the NBA draft, and I didn't. So I'll do a quick little brief thing. Um, Cade Cunningham, first overall. Jalen Green, second overall. Evan Mobley, third overall. Then yeah, that's the top three for you. If you guys want to look into it deeper, just simply look it up if you haven't already. But I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know how it went. Jalen Suggs went at number five, I believe, or six. This is five or six, I know that. Then the Raptors also took Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs, which was a shock for a lot of people. But He was looking real good in Summer League so far. So that gets me excited as a Raptors fan. Then we also had a little battle of Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham the other night. Which was fun to watch. Well, highlights. I mean, if you're sitting down to watch a full Summer League game, I'm sorry. But that's just painful to watch. It's like watching a preseason game. You're just doing it to... Get your fix of NBA or football in. But, yeah, then Patrick Williams, he's been looking really good for my Chicago Bulls as well. Makes me really excited. Jalen Green looking like he should have been the number one overall pick. But it's summer league, so only time will tell with that. But Jalen Green, he came out after his game against Cade Cunningham saying pretty much how he should have been number one, and he felt like he was number one talent, which I certainly think he was, but he wasn't, but it's fine, because I think the Rockets are a much, much better situation for him to be in instead of the Pistons, for sure. As I just briefly talked about Patrick Williams and the Bulls, there's been some other news with the Bulls as well. with. Possible tampering going on. There's also some things that went on with uh, Heat and Raptors as well, I believe. But I'm not going to lie. I could certainly see that there was tampering going on. Because even AK, the dude that's building the Bulls to be a very good playoff team this season. He said last year he looked to get Lonzo at the trade deadline. And if they couldn't get him at the trade deadline, just sign him. So that was certainly a big flash of warning saying, like, yo, tampering's going on. But now the NBA is just now looking into it. So we'll see how it goes. Like I said, I certainly think they're guilty. Then as to the Raptors and Heat, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Although, I don't believe any of them came out and said during the regular season that Kyle Lowry is a guy that they will be trading for or anything. I could certainly see it happening because there were so many talks before the trade happened about it. Which you sort of expect, but for it to be tampering, I don't know, maybe. Also, as we sat in talks with the Raptors, there's possible Siakam trades going on. Well, a pos- there's trade talks. Because you got what teams were interested in them. Um, The Warriors were. The... I'm blanking on their name right now. The Kings were. Those were two teams that were interested in trading. I don't know what the Warriors would give up for him. Probably be Wiggins and some picks. Possibly. And then for the... Kings, I would love to be it, have it be De'Aaron Fox, but it'd most likely be Marvin Bagley. I'm not sure how the money would work, though, because I'm pretty sure he's on a much smaller contract than Siakam's Max contract. So that's something to look at going on these next few months of uh, possible Siakam trade. And then another player that's had a ton of trade talks, Ben Simmons. The Warriors once again looking at him. Um the Kings were looking at him, I believe. The Oh man, what other team? There's an, the Mavericks, I wanna say, were looking at him. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on as well as we go through the next few months before the start of the season. Another possible trade we could have, it'd be more of a sign in trade. The Dallas Mavericks, they're looking into getting Laurie Markinen. And me personally, I think it'd be a good trade for the Mavericks. And it could potentially be a good trade for the Bulls too, depending on what they get back. Cause I'm not too sure on Laurie Markland's value so we could possibly get Dwayne Finney-Smith maybe I can't just getting much else from him so we're just gonna have to see with that one because that's certainly an interesting trade that could go down then same with the Pelicans they're interested in him as well so maybe we see a Pelicans trade which maybe I would love to see it include Jackson Hayes That'd be a great fit for the Bulls to have a shot blocking big like Hayes, and he's young as well. So that'd be a great fit for the Bulls. Pelicans, I'm not sure how that'd work out for them. But yeah, there's that. And then we've had two big extensions go down Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Doncic both got major extensions I believe they're both five years 207 million dollars which is both huge for them considering their that's their first contract after their rookie deal so big ups to them then the Hornets were able to sign Kelly Oubre for two years not sure what the money's looking like but that's all right the Hornets they're not gonna be that good either The Clippers were able to re-sign Kawhi, which was expected way before the deadline, or not deadline, before free agency even began. So that shouldn't be a shock to anyone, really. Then, Dennis Schroeder signed a one-year $5.9 million deal to the Celtics. He's an absolute idiot, considering... The Lakers offered him much more during the regular season that he decided to turn down and bet on himself in free agency just for him to sign a very small deal like that. So that's whatever. But the Celtics will allow him to become a sixth man and sink back into his role that he has been in pretty much his entire career. So that's going to be huge. And then Goran Dragic was not happy about Getting traded to Toronto, which is a shock because I feel like the Toronto culture fits so well with him, just like Miami's. but so he came out and spoke about that, saying he it's not the destination destination that he wanted to go to. And then after he got a ton of backlash for that, he came out with another one saying like he didn't mean it that way, which in my opinion, just a bunch of b s. So we're going to have to see with that, do I think he gets traded? No. I think he's going to stay, play with the Raptors this season because there's really no reason for him to get traded. I just can't see it. The Raptors aren't going to be particularly good this year. Certainly not a playoff team again. So we're just going to have to see with all that and how that plays out as well as all these other potential trades that could happen. Now, heading on over to the MLB, we have a very exciting game that will be fun to watch tomorrow, and I've been excited for, ever since I announced it, the Fields of Dream game, which, if you haven't seen it, it they're basically playing at a field that was used in a movie called Field of Dreams. The outfield wall is a cornfield, absolutely sick, and it'll be between the White Sox and Yankees. And me personally, I'm going to have to pick the White Sox to take it because the Yankees, although they've been red hot since the trade deadline, they've been dealing with Anthony Rizzo, who's also been red hot since the trade deadline, but he just got COVID, so he's out. And then the White Sox, just when he thought they couldn't get scarier, they got scarier with Eloy Jimenez coming back, and he's been on an absolute tear these past couple of days just insane I believe it was like four home runs in two games maybe more The dude's been absolutely incredible for them it's certain it seems like he hasn't skipped a beat at all and then you also got Luis Robert he's coming back from his three-month injury so that's gonna be something so I certainly will have to choose the White Sox to win it because I feel like they're just much better than the Yankees and on a whole different level. And over the past week, we've had our first team reach 70 wins, which was the San Francisco Giants. They're currently sitting at 72-41 and 41 at the time of this recording. But there's teams not far behind at all. You got the Tampa Bay Rays with 69 wins, the Dodgers with 68, Brewer 68, Astros 68. And White Sox, 67. So, it's a close race for who's the best team in the league. I have to give it to the team that is in front, the Giants. They've just been incredible. Do I think they make it to the World Series? No. I think there's other teams better than them. So, that's going to be certainly interesting to watch this upcoming playoffs it's going to be very interesting not even just the playoffs just these next few months with how close it is for the race in first place then you also got teams fighting for the wild card games like the yankees then the dodgers i believe are possibly in the wild card game or the padres one of those i could be completely wrong with that so don't quote me on it but yeah it's a tight race then, also with the Giants, Madison Bumgarner made his start there recently, and he got a ton of love from the fans, which, I mean, well-deserved. The dude's a great pitcher, was a great pitcher for them, so I wouldn't expect anything less for that at all. The MLB, they caught a cheater. Ramon Lorino the outfielder for the A's, just got tested positive for pd use which is just stupid that he's even using them but now he's got to face the consequences as he'll be suspended for 80 games it's a blow for the a's as he's doing okay this season not really he's batting 246 with 84 hits and 39 rbis so nothing holy voice crack you guys didn't hear that So that was nothing too major for them, but still going to suck that you're losing an outfielder while you're trying to make this push for the playoffs. And now he's out for the rest of the season and some of next season as well, which is just so stupid of him to do. Why would you think about doing PEDs? There's really no point whatsoever in using them. If you want to get better, just start hitting the gym start working harder cause feel like taking PEDs. If you guys don't know what that is, it's performing enhancement drugs. But if you're having to take them, you're the lowest of the low. It's just so dumb as an athlete to use them. So that's gonna I just can't believe people still use PEDs and it, it sucks knowing that there's still more people in this world that choose to do them. Like, athletes and pro sports. Like, I would not be shocked if there's more players in the MLB taking PEDs just to get that edge over other people. But he's not even that good compared to other players. If you're going to take PEDs, at least be leading the league in home runs like your Sammy Sosa or What's-His-Face. Oh, my. I cannot think of his name, but I'm sure if you guys know the MLB, you know who I'm talking about. So, yeah, if you cheat, you better be good at it. Now, going on over in the NHL, not too much has happened, but there has been some drama going on with Evander Kane, certainly, with him and his wife, and then also teammates as well. So, if you guys have not known, Evander Kane recently – Apparently left the country, went to Europe to party without saying anything to his wife or kid. Not the best look for him at all. This is all speculation before I get deeper into it. And so his wife got really mad and she decided to bring it to social media. And she clearly was upset. Then Evander Kane came back as he was clearly mad. If you guys want to, you could look it, into it. You could I'm sure you could find the post somewhere online. But, yeah, so pretty much they weren't happy. Wow, the bank was trying to get all of their belongings that they owe since Evander Kane is bankrupt, if you guys didn't know. And so, yeah, there was just a whole lot of drama with that, which it's funny for a lot of people. And then his teammates came out saying, like, oh, if Evander Kane's on our team, then I don't want to be a part of it. And it's like, wow. So he clearly has an issue in the locker room as well if teammates are coming out and saying this stuff about him. So we're just going to have to wait and see how it plays out in the long run. I'm not going to say my personal opinions because it's kind of hard for me to form one with a situation like this. Because, I mean, one of them has to be making stuff up. So I got to wait for more details to come out with everything that's going on surrounding him. There's also been something going on about the NHL's most recent Rookie of the Year winner. I said Rookie of the Year. I know that's not the actual name of the award. But I'm saying it for the people that don't know Hockey Awards. It's Rookie of the Year. Kaprizov, he might not be signing back with the Wild after declining. It's like nine million for the next eight years, like nine million a season, which is huge, especially for a dude that's only got one year of experience in the NHL. Because he might be, he wants a shorter bridge type deal, which makes no sense, dude. Like, I know you want to test yourself to see if you can make more money. Which I certainly think he could, but it seems like the Wild aren't willing to do that and they want to secure him down long term. And he's pretty much just saying, you know what? I'll try and play overseas. Which, if he does, I think it ruins his career. And I don't think he'll ever see NHL ice again if he does allow that to happen because of many reasons. One being, I mean, The risk of injury and non-guaranteed money in a different league overseas, then your name is going to become less and less relevant. Because in pro sports, it's the next man up. Your name's going to be easy to forget, especially if you've only played one year. So, yeah, that's just not the smart move for him in the long run. It's also not going to be as much money, in my opinion. Because so much could go wrong for him. And I'm not sure how the league he's looking into signing works. But all I know is that it can't be good for him in the long term. This past week hasn't been that interesting for the NHL. Although this Evander Kane and Caprizov news has come out. There's also been some other news. of Robin Leonard. Not happy at all with the way the flurry situation got handled with Walsh. Then he also talked about how he feels like he's underpaid, which I mean, yeah, I certainly think he's underpaid as well. And then with the Leonard situation, I could see how the one photo of the Vegas backstabbing flurry could send hate to Leonard. If you guys didn't know, Ellen Wash Flurry's agent posted a photo—not this most recent year, but the year before that, the COVID year—posted um, a photo during the playoffs, basically saying Flurry was being backstabbed, and it led to Leonard getting a ton of hate from the Flurry Cult, as he referred to it. Which I certainly understand why he'd be upset about that. I. He went on a whole rant. You guys should certainly look it up if you are curious about it. Because for me, I, once again, don't know the full details. I've been sort of slacking on the NHL as I've been starting to shift my focus over to other sports like the NFL. So I haven't looked too deep into things. But then there's also been two bigger extensions. We had Rana. He signed for three years. 5.25 million dollars a year with the Red Wings, so it's an extension. And then Neil Pionk, I believe, is how you say his last name. He resigned for four years, 23 and a half million dollars throughout the entire four years with the Jets, of course. So another extension, they're both pretty good contracts, I'd say. Rana a younger guy with talent than Pionk. He's also a very talented player as well. But, yeah, not much to say about either of them. I don't really have an opinion on them. So, yeah, there's that. Then to wrap up this part of the podcast, I'd like to say rest in peace to Blackhawks legend, NHL legend, as a matter of fact, one of the best goaltenders of all time. Tony Esposito, he recently passed away. So my condolences to the Esposito family. Now, I got two bits of other news not relating to the four major sports leagues. Um, Some pretty big news, actually, in the soccer world. I'm not a soccer fan, which is why I don't talk about it a lot on this podcast. But Messi... One arguably the greatest soccer player of all time he is headed over to Paris Saint-Germain. So I believe in other terms, this would be Tom Brady going to the Bucks or LeBron going to the Lakers, something like that, I believe personally. I, like I said, I don't really understand soccer. Like I don't keep up with it at all. It just doesn't interest me. But yeah, I know that's pretty big. And then, USA, they won the Olympics pretty much. They had the most medals, most golds. It just shouldn't be a shock. We're supposed to be the sports powerhouse of the world. So, yeah. Then, also, our men's and women's basketball teams both were able to take home the gold. So, congrats to them. And, yeah. All right, guys. That's going to be it for this episode of the podcast. I'd like to say thank you if you guys were able to listen for this long and give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok at Give or Take Pod. So G I V E O R T A K E P O D. Give or Take Pod. Just go give me a follow and see you guys next week.